0: Everybody, welcome, welcome here to Show 155 on Crypto Voices. Matthew Majinskis, your host here from Eastern Europe, joined here by my co-host Alec Harris from Eastern U.S. as always. Uh, Alec, what's going on, man? I'm in a new undisclosed location. That's all I can say. Very good. Perhaps not <laughs> Eastern Seaboard at the moment. And Halo privacy. Uh, also uh, also uh, joined here today by Michelle from Noddle. Happy to have you back on, co-hosting Michelle. What's going on? I guess first time from the new Nodal HQ in Paris. Oh, congrats. Congrats. Very nice. And uh, very happy to have our special guest on today, Mathieu Zak from from Trezor, the CEO of Trezor. So very happy to pick his brain about all things Trezor and hardware wallets today. Mate, welcome. Thanks for
1: joining. Thanks for having me. Hey, everybody.
0: Great. So, uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, First... Bitcoin hardware wallet company ever. A lot of great stuff has, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of uh, great things in your many, many years in the hardware wallet uh, market. Maybe just for those that don't know, living under a rock, perhaps uh, Bitcoiners that haven't heard of Trezor, uh, a little bit about your company, what you guys do and, you know, how long you've been in the space.
1: So yeah, as you mentioned, we we were the first, or we are the first hardware wallet maker in in the world. Uh, the the idea to build a hardware wallet uh, came from the actual need of the founders of the company. So, because some you know bitcoins were stolen, and they were looking for ways to really secure a uh, bitcoin at scale on um, for themselves first, but then at scale and, and, and by kind of saying, it, yes, we, we are doing quite, quite okay as a company and we are been growing, um, heavily, especially lately, you know, we, we, we are growing, uh, uh, even more and we have been around for 10 years. So we actually, I think, uh, this year in, in November, we will, we will celebrate, uh, 10 years, uh, anniversary of, of the company being on the market. And and securing Bitcoin for millions of users globally.
0: Yeah, congrats to you guys. Uh, I was just in Prague Thanks. for uh, BTC Prague and uh, was at your offices for for Treasure Day. It was really great, Matt Pavel. I think uh, in 2017 the first Honey Badger in, in Riga, uh, but uh, Joseph and all those guys. It's just great to uh, to to you know see you in person and see how you guys are, have been doing. You know, one of the things with the hardware wallet space is all this debate about sort of open source, fully open source, partially open source, or uh, whatever you might call it, ledger. I don't know. It's like this kind of borderline closed source. Uh, different. I've, I see different uh, definitions of these things online. It's important, obviously, in the space uh, to be open source, both on the hardware side and the software side, uh, I guess I should say on the software side, it's kind of the default but on the hardware side as well so can you describe a little bit uh about your guys's uh, sort of protocol and how you've developed the company
1: yeah so so I mean you mentioned the importance of open source I think we, we saw it quite c- clearly with uh, some recent files that <laughs> were happening with with our competition uh, which uh, you know basically open source was a big part of the of the discussion And, and I think the guidelines are sort of the guiding principle we try to follow is basically try to do as, as, as much open source as we can. Uh, you know, we cannot do obviously everything, like specifically when we talk about hardware uh they're simply the industry is built in a way that's not you know you know fully open source so we, we you know basically work with manufacturers uh we need to you know basically purchase these components for our hardware from manufacturers that are not typically uh providing you know their sort of they are no not on, they are not open source and the way they make things make the components that we need uh for the applications and hardware wallets and and that basically led us to also you know uh, in the Satoshi Labs holding because we are like a holding of four companies, Trezor uh, being one of them. Uh, one of the companies is Tropic Square, which uh, tries to build open source chip, open source secure element that we will eventually use uh, use in Trezor. So so short answer is basically yeah we try to go in open source as much as we can. Uh, certain areas it's simply impossible because of the the way the industry is built. And, and therefore we started uh, working on our own open source chip.
2: Yeah. So, um, there was a trend a while ago, uh, of Trezor clones happening. Like I, I live in France and there was even the French one called the Arcos, uh, safety, mm-hmm. uh, how, how many of those have you seen and how, how does it impact you?
1: Yeah so maybe it's a good uh it's kind of important for the audience to distinguish two different cases so uh two different I would say use cases so we built uh, the hardware in an open source way in that sense that we even published the way the hardware the treasure is is built right so so everybody who will purchase these over the counter components, they can actually, uh, you know, build it DIY at home, right? So, so that's not a, like a malicious behavior and, and anybody technically enough is really welcome to do it. That, that's the whole idea of how this company uh, started. Uh, there, there are other cases uh, that, that are purely malicious who, you know, where somebody tries to build, uh, you know, the hardware and, uh, and by the way, it was just like a single cases, right? Like a single digit cases. Uh that that appear on the market and that's purely malicious and 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 you know we try to of course protect in all possible ways um users out there from you know purchasing those
2: is it malicious though if you open everything no I mean like
1: uh like there there were cases that where somebody really uh sort of faked uh oh, you know okay. they 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 switch the chip and and you know they pretend that it's our, our company and and you know basically they're you just basically you know bought like fake fake dressers uh but, yeah, right, okay. but of course like and and but, but 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 probably the case you're asking about is really like it's open and you can you can build your own hardware based on the manuals that we have on GitHub, in you know, openly available.
2: Yeah, and I'm more thinking about like openly clones, like different, physically different device, obviously different device, which is made based on your software and your hardware. Um, Got it, okay,
1: and I'm, and I'm sorry, getting the, probably the point. So, so it's a, yes, we, we, there are licenses specifically, for example, in our firmware where, where you can really uh, use the code, you can fork the code. And, and you can use it in, in your application as well. Uh, the only requirement there specifically in firmware is that you actually use the same license, so anybody can still hmm. you know copy you as well. So the, the, the way we kind of like infect the, the possible fork with, with the license we want people to use, right? So to, to co- kind of continue uh, the open source way uh, in that fork as well.
3: Yeah, so let me ask a slightly different question. Um, I, I've seen, I, Listen, I don't think anyone has accurate information on this, but I've seen uh, info from chain analysis that anywhere from like 10% to 15 or 20% of uh, Bitcoin <clears throat> at any given time is on exchanges, right? Which means the predominant uh, allocation of Bitcoin is custodied somewhere. And presumably a lot of that is self-custody. But uh, it's also very clear that when new entrants come into the market, they tend to go for the easier options, right? Like they'll start on Coinbase or they'll start on Exchange and then eventually they'll uh, look at other options. So I'm just curious as you're seeing the trends, right? Do we still see a trend of newer entrants who are less technologically inclined heading over and uh, exploring self-custody?
1: Yeah, so I think that's, that's the biggest, I would say, challenge and opportunity for for us and even our competition because we have quite good data on... You know, there's there's more than 400 million users on on exchanges, right? Like in in, in some kind of there's some kind of crypto users, right? Like both Bitcoin and, and crypto and that in that like, sort of wider meaning of the word. Uh, and and if you count what what we and our competitors sold uh, in terms of like hard, hard rewards, that's less than two percent of those 400 million, right? So. So that's pretty still, I would say, like tiny, let's say, acquisition or 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 switch from exchange users to somebody who would self-custody uh uh in hardware wallets. So I think it's still a a, a, like a massive opportunity for us. And what this number tells me, like specifically or tells us, I think is we have to do uh, much better as the whole industry of, of, of hardware wallets to attract these users to explain the importance of self-custody. Um which, which by the way like the all those hacks that happen on and then the FTX fails and all these things that that's the best marketing uh, in a way I mean it's a good marketing I'm not saying it's great for the, for the whole industry like in the, in the wider industry right because it's horrible for the industry of course because then then it's being labeled as as, as you know as fake and, and they're all full of scams etc but in general I think we need to promote better self-custody why it's important uh, and and also on one side, this, this like promotion and education, I would say, and on the other one is really to build very simple products and to make it really easy for the novices, as you mentioned, um, in and that are entering the markets to really join self-custody straight away. And we are, you know, they're doing certain, I would say, um, we have a lot of initiatives that are trying to tackle this. Uh, one of them is also, you know, like that we want to have features such as buy, sell and exchange directly. And in, in, for example, Trezor suite, which is our interface of the treasure ecosystem and so by that by doing that we kind of you know welcome users to say they you know come directly to to the hardware wallet and you can you can you know buy your first bitcoin even here right so 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 yeah i think i, I think slowly we are seeing more novices coming straight to the hardware wallet but it's still i think we are still as an industry quite, quite there's still quite some challenges to be tackled,
3: and the Trezor suite is Pretty easy to use, right? But like, it's still it's hard when you're building product to balance, you know, ease of use with security. Like, that's a that's a real challenge. And there's, you know, like Apple throws a trillion dollars at it to do that elegantly. Um, and so, I'm sure as you're looking, like, hey, we could make it. Are there times when you're trying to balance making it more secure or easier to use, or how do you find the harmony there?
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a very good question because that's that's the one I talked about probably the most in uh, internal and in both both and ex- both externally. So I always explain self custody. I say put it in, in this in presentations. I say like self custody equals security multiplied by privacy multiplied by usability. You know, it's as a in mathematical sense, if you cross out one of these things, you have basically zero on the other side, so you don't have a self custody, right? So so I kind of say self custody. For for self custody to really be the true self custody, you really need the privacy part as well, right? Like you cannot really avoid it. Like it's it's so so crucial because there's no third party, there's no, no intermediary, there's not no there's no like sort sort of insurance policy in place where where it you know somebody else would protect you and it would ca- kind of could be a bit l- less responsible and say you know like somebody will take care of this. No, you, like the user needs to take care of this, and we as a company need to provide the right tools uh, to really for them to be able to do it like responsibly well, you know, and, and still in sort of easy, easy way as well. So, so what I'm trying to say, like the privacy part is really important. We never really want to do anything that would sort of, uh, you know, diminish the, the, the privacy part in this, but that's exactly why it's hard. That's exactly why, like, uh, in terms of like building product, why it's like pretty, uh, you know, pretty complex and why it's, um, you know, sort of to optimize even you know you know for example, just suite, you can connect it through uh, Tor network. But to do it well, to do it for you know at speed, so the, the the app loads fast enough, so so the user doesn't feel like overwhelmed or they are not bothered by the speed of it. It's it's hard. It's 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 simply hard. So, uh, but I believe I I really personally believe it's an opportunity for us as well as the company. Because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? So we're constantly kind of looking for ways to. Uh, to be best uh, in the game and on, on the market in, in, in this kind of um, sort of setup or, or uh, set of challenges.
0: Okay, so I want to ask a tough one here. Uh, and go ahead. <laughs> obviously, everybody knows that uh, Trezor is you know very secure. Uh, there are some questions sometimes that people have because uh, in these different companies, your competition, they throw about certain terms, which whether it's a secure element or secure enclave or not. Uh, but I want to, I'll just read it word for word. It was, uh, you know, Pascal, uh, from ledger was on Peter's podcast, uh, recently, and they were talking about all these and also Rodolfo from cold cards. So Mm -hmm. I think you three are all pretty big players in the hardware wallet space. So I just want to read what he says. He says, Mm -hmm. no, but I think everybody's trying to do a good job. It's all good, good spirit of competition here, but they don't use a secure element. They use a chip that you would find in your toaster. And so this is why it's so easy to extract the private keys. He's talking about Trezor. And so, of course, all these chips are open source. When we use a secure element, there's a when we ledger use a secure element, there's a part of it that is closed source, but it comes from the manufacturer of the secure element. If it was just for us and we actually asked ST Microelectronics many times to open source everything, they don't want to. But that's got to do with their security interests. So there's a lot there. I just want to throw it out there. You know what? What's what's the deal with this?
1: So maybe starting with the last sentence. Yeah, we, we have the same experience with the big, big manufacturers, such as STMicro, they will they probably it will be very h- difficult to persuade them to open source uh, their chips because they have used these chips in various applications. And, 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 and I guess it's in their business interest to, to do it, but obviously it's not something that we don't, we don't like, right? Like, so, so without being very specific, because that's the point. I, unfortunately I can't be specific because we signed NDAs, but we cannot we, we really explored in past in, in 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 various let's say in some of the secure elements that we tested. We even uh, explored some vulner- vulnerabilities, but we couldn't tell anybody. Like we, we couldn't really tell. Uh, we could tell the company uh, that we were testing, but we couldn't tell anybody else. And and it's kind of a pity because we know these these are widely used. Uh, we could po- possibly you know uh, protect the users uh, by you know, by by talking about this vulnerability, but we simply couldn't because of the NDAs. So, and that's, that's by, that's how, that's why the, the idea of the Tropic Square, the open source chip, uh, kind of came, you know, alive because that's, that's where we said, okay, we probably have to fix it, uh, fix this if anybody else wouldn't do it. So that's, let's, let's, let's do it like, uh, ourselves. So uh on so that's let's say one part of let's, like the whole industry situation that's why why we uh try to innovate in the open source uh chip category on the criticism of trezor using uh what, what was it toaster chips <laughs> I think, was his, his uh, words yes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> uh yes i mean these are these are widely used uh used chips uh there's nothing very spe- specific about them but what we what we i would say invented and what we try to preach quite a lot is really using passwords so that's that's a software way how you can protect uh the private keys anyway uh by really creating something uniquely uniquely your own which is basically you know by the way we were the inventors of the bip 39 protocol which is the way you basically tran- uh um, uh back up the private keys you know from this very technical think into those uh, human readable 12 or 24 words so that's hd wallet yes exactly and so so that's uh and and by adding a passphrase you basically further uh you know you create a new set of keys and 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 those are derived from you know from that extra extra word that you use so in the interface of trezor trezor of trezor and trezor suite you basically basically create this passphrase and and at that point, it doesn't really matter whether the hardware, you know, whether it's like uh, there is possibly somehow to extract uh, the keys because because those are different keys from what you actually have through the protection of passphrase. So we really try to say, we always remind this to our users, use passphrase because that's the that's really the, the strongest protection out there uh, today. And, and that's why it's like super, super important.
0: Yeah, and we do want to talk about the new open source secure element that you mentioned that's that's Mm -hmm. coming out. But uh, just, I guess, just for, you know, those that might not know enough about the issue. um, So that passphrase, I've heard it a lot for many years. I think at least five years um, when I think there was a lot of, I remember this website, wallet.fail. It was tracking a lot of different uh, hardware wallets and some that, you know, they could try to crack the keys or not. But I guess the bottom line, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, none of this has to do... I think whether it's a secure element or not, none of it has to do with a remote hacking of the device. It's all if your device is physically taken from you, which is a absolutely a risk. But once you add the secure, once you add the passphrase, that's like a 13th word or a 25th word uh, to the um, to the wallet. But then it takes you to an entirely different place, a new set of, basically a new set of addresses. And uh, it's something that no one could get even if they could hack through the elements. So I think I'm understanding that correctly, but, you know, just for where you guys are presently and what you've been dealing with, uh, I imagine like the, the passphrase is probably like the simplest, easiest workaround if people have any concerns about this and it is only a local threat, as I
1: understand. Exactly. I mean, you, you, you describe it exactly like correctly. It's, it's only when, you know, somebody I'd say, the malicious player would have access, uh, to the hardware itself. And plus, you know, quite excessive, I would say, knowledge about you know how to how to do that because obviously you need to be also technical where a lot and, and so so yeah, pass race is, is is the way uh, to mitigate any any kind of risk of the type.
0: Should we move then into the to the newer? Uh chip as you mentioned this is that i say it right it's a it's an open source secure element that you're
1: working exactly on? the first iteration of what the company is working on by the way like full disclaimer i'm not the ceo of tropic Square; that's a different company but of mm-hmm. course like we are sort of uh, the, the possibly the first uh a serious uh, let's say customer of theirs uh so so and, and of course the company is also founded by the by, by founders of, of trezor as well so yeah, so basically, uh, we are. I mean, we, you might be interested, or in the audience, and in, in, in knowing where we are at, because that's a it's a project that takes for a long time. Hardware is a, is a is a is a difficult thing, and so we are currently at a testing phase where basically uh, these uh, secure elements are being tested for all kind of attacks, um, specifically in the application in in, in hardware wallets. So, if everything goes well, and the test goes well, we we hope to include uh, Tropic Square open source secure element in trezor devices sometime in 2025 in, in our new devices that being said we also work on uh new new hardware wallets uh new, we, we want to launch uh, new products uh, this year and uh, next year uh, as well and once we have the open source secure elements we will we will include them uh, as well
2: can you tell us more about the upcoming products you have at trezor
1: yeah, absolutely. So um so of course I cannot sh- share like full details for uh to, to have some nice uh, you know launches and market campaigns <laughs> <laughs> once we do. Uh but uh but at Q4 uh we are planning to announce a new uh new model of, of Trezor device. Uh in the next uh let's say 12 months we plan to do uh, one more uh one one more new model and probably at the end of next year or, or beginning of twenty twenty-five you we know, want to Launched a third third model model that we are working on so it's quite exciting because uh both model one and model D have been on the market for a while and so we want to you know we've been innovating uh, quite heavily in uh in software i know we, we launched conjoin and then we are of course working uh constantly on the security because security is always like a to- moving target and that's always uh something we we uh we need to improve um but uh yeah, we are super excited about, about the new models, uh quite quite honestly, because it's like a big uh big thing for us,
3: obviously, because we are you know a hardware company. Can you go in a little more to the CoinJoin integration? Um like first of all, what was the process there and how has the adoption been?
1: Yeah, so um so we we basically were looking for uh you know how to broader the range of services that we can offer to the market. I think that was the general uh the you know the main idea. Uh, that being said, also you know we discussed uh, the privacy, so so you know uh, mm-hmm. the importance of privacy and self custody. So that's, that was central point. Like we, we said, like let's you know strengthen uh, you know some uh, one of the three pillars basically that the self custody uh, is is staying on. So or like um, is being built on. So so we thought yeah, coinjoin coinjoin would be would be a cool feature that we would like to work on. I think. In total, it took us around less than three years, so it's pretty pretty heavy, you know, uh, like a development because it's 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 pretty hard. Um, there there were a lot of challenges that we had to tackle in terms of like you know it's it's quite you know innovative like nobody's that really done it like implementing CoinJoin and in, in the with the hardware wallet so uh, directly so so I guess that was waiting for us and and uh, so that's why it took took a while, um, uh, but so far yeah the adoption uh it's it's looking good you know we are we definitely have um you know many users interested uh in using the the feature so so we see you know nice usage there uh that being said we also had some uh you know like technical issues for you know like being a new product so so it's like we are kind of slowly you know uh, kind of i think promoting it more and more uh, so you so really uh, all of our users can enjoy it
2: so if i remember correctly you're using the wasabi coin join implementation uh Correct. is it wasabi 2.
1: uh i believe yes okay. i i think so we are basically using the latest tech
2: okay and uh why this one and not one of the other current implementations
1: yeah so we are using so we are looking for a strong partner that would help us uh deliver uh you know obviously the privacy and the usability of it again like on those three words security privacy usability. will be probably mentioned many times uh in in this uh, in this chat that uh so so we thought wasabi had the best ux to be honest like the best best user experience and the best liquidity as well in terms of uh how many users are using it because that's really important because when when you join the the coingen round it's uh basically the privacy is better if you have more players doing it so so wasabi was like a clear clear choice for us um and also you know like managerial or like they personally, it's it the connections are there and, and the, the cooperation was pretty good so um so all those things worked out i think for both of us
2: and what do you think about the cooperation with chain analysis uh
1: well there's i would say there's no cooperation (laughs) there's uh it's just simply uh wasabi as being the coordinator simply uh you know blocks certain utxos uh entering um if if they are like marked uh dangerous Mm they simply uh say, no, like you cannot conjoin, Uh, it's not us who is doing it. It's basically Wasabi is the the main coordinator and there's nothing we can, we can do about this. Um, But um, I mean, you know, they are the coordinators. So, so they are responsibly, so they are responsible for uh, what's happening uh, in the mix, you know, in the the process. So there's nothing uh, we can really do about that.
2: Do you let your users choose the coordinator they're using? Because I, I know there
1: are some alternative Wasabi coordinators. Uh, for now, there is just there is just one in our interface,
3: but uh, yeah. You know, I'm also a big proponent of CoinJoin, but just in my personal experience, I found that where I've used previously CoinJoin UTXOs and then engaged with a counterparty, uh, even in like a completely overt relationship, there's almost a punitive side of that relationship where I have to explain, oh, well, why why are you, why why are you using CoinJoin, right? And it, it Sometimes incurs more scrutiny, and I know, like, we could say, "Well, you should you shouldn't be engaging with you know OTC desks are ask those kind of questions, right?" But sometimes you need to have on and off ramps. Um, and so, are you seeing uh, this trend of like increased scrutiny on people who use CoinJoin, or do is it if everyone's CoinJoining, then no one's CoinJoining?
1: Yeah, I mean, I we I don't see any trend here, like to be to be honest. But in terms of Again, I think like the the privacy of self custody is is and um, and of let's say it's like like a quality of money, right? Like the quality of money it should should be private in a in a way. So so if we if we can as a company uh enhance by providing, you know, tools, enhance the usability, sorry, like enhance this experience for users by by providing good tools that are easy to use um and make their money more private then i think it's a it's a good call to be honest right so so i'm but uh quite honestly like we don't have enough data to say there is a trend going on or no no for for now Hmm. that's good
0: yeah a lot of these things are super early and it's uh it's Hmm, important for uh for users and listeners to keep in mind i mean uh i mean coinjoin itself has been around for you know many years obviously but the uh if you think about the grand scheme, like you said, um, you know, 400 million roughly exchange users, and then whatever that might be, a small frac, very small fraction of that actually use hardware wallets, whatever fraction of that mixes coins, uh, uses coin joins. I'm not sure, but, um, perhaps it's a smaller fraction still. Uh, it's really, really early. And, um, it's, it's, it's hard to judge sometimes, like, where's the best direction to, uh, to take your products. So, yeah. I mean, how do you guys think about the process for, you know, the markets that you want to, to serve?
1: Yeah. So I think when you are doing something new and, and really, I think even like Bitcoin in, in, in terms of like bigger, older markets, it's still, a, you know, like a fairly new, uh, innovation, let's say like an innovation of money. So, so I think it's still, if you want to do something first if you want to be the first on the market that that has probably much uh, you know like uh, wider more more massive challenges than when you're just following uh, you know something so so in general i think uh, trying to innovate in self custody is hard uh, but again it's also the opportunity right so so it's it's because it's hard not everybody does it and not everybody does it well so we are trying to uh um, trying to do it uh the best we we can and really to the to be the best in the market. And I think if uh and only again like sort of from the free market perspective, and if you are doing it well, more users will will simply will be persuaded and will come to self-custody, right? So I think um those it is really our kind of dream to to make that you know, I mentioned less than two percent are from all those crypto users and hardware wallets. So I think we need to do much better as the, as the as the whole industry, and by launching these new products and and services as we do, we really want to attract uh um, much more and basically have a better conversion as as the whole industry on 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 these crypto crypto users. Um, and by the way, I say specifically crypto because from our research, we we even even know that like. The novices don't really tell the difference between Bitcoin and crypto, right? So, so it's it's for them. It's it's the same thing, uh and and so we also have to adjust our communication and the way we attract them and the way we explain and preach, you know, self custody to them. So, so they find it useful, and and basically, yeah, more secure.
0: That's uh, a funny battle I've been waging for six years on the <laughs> show. I mean, I had. The crypto voices podcast, uh, long before that kind of became an illegal word in Bitcoin <laughs> land, but I just don't care. But, uh, yeah, I can imagine. And I actually noticed it, uh, when I was at your offices at the presentation, like, uh, and I'm sure this is the case in many businesses that are, let's say primarily Bitcoin or got their start in Bitcoin, but it is a word that you still are going to use because most of the people do associate, you know, cryptocurrency or, um just that word with uh with what you're doing primarily even more than bitcoin and i don't think it's blasphemous to say that it's just it's just kind of a fact for now
1: yeah honestly i i I very much agree i i'm not i'm not big fan big fan of all these like fights you know these like hardcore you know fights in the community i think it does uh, it's, it doesn't bring any good to the market and it doesn't bring any good in like sort of explaining and preaching, you know, uh, the value of Bitcoin and crypto to the world. So, and, and I believe even for us as a company, that we really want to attract uh, talent that is not uh, purely, uh, you know, Bitcoin maximalist because we really need to have broader knowledge of everything that's going on. Uh, yes, we are conservative as a company, so we are not just like jumping on the next trend. Uh, but i think it's good for the diversity of the company i think it's good for the diversity of the market and and again uh, just the free market um forces it will just basically clear out you know the scams and and, and the mess eventually so so when and the stronger players that make sense will simply win and that's been the case for bitcoin as we obviously see and that's great um and but you know anybody else or uh, any other innovation use case whatever crypto is like I mean it's welcome to to participate in the market and 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 we will see um, how that goes based on the you know the basically uh, the demand
0: if we can I just want to move back again to the chip to your new chip that's coming out um and again I know, I know this is a long timeline but Michelle sent me some of the uh the uh features you know like uh tamper resistance voltage glitch detector temperature detector <laughs> electromagnetic pulse detector it sounds like a lot compared to other commercial chips or um what's the thought process again a little bit more on that
1: so I think we uh I I don't have access to like the very specifics again I'm just disclaimer I'm not the CEO of the company and I'm not engineer either so I'm not (laughs) technical enough but, but basically the 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 way this came uh to the world is yeah, we wrote a spec as a as a company, something uh, let's say the full spec that we would like to expect as a the ideal, the best possible secure element out there, and and then uh, the company's leadership, you know, took to it and and basically they start working with uh, what's you know sort of on the feasibility of things, right? Like so, so some things might be too stretch uh, in the spec, and some are just more feasible. So. Um, and that's what we are seeing right now, and that's why I think it takes so long, right? Because it's it's simply it's in software you make uh, you make something uh, you ship it within a week, you can fix it next week, and it's it's all agile and it's all great. But in hardware, these things like take really really long time, and also because it's it's really hardcore tech, right? It's not it's not just like taking some over the country components and 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 I don't know. Uh, stitching them on on PCB and 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 that's it. But it's it's more, it, it is really you are innovating in in the in the really core of the core, I would say. So it's been it's been quite hard.
2: Any idea of the timeline we are looking at for this chip? Because I heard like it's coming in two years, for at least two years. So
1: <laughs> what what yeah, should we what really,
2: it should realistically expect?
1: Realistically, it should be two thousand. 2025 20, and specifically already in in trezor that's what we are hoping okay. for
0: another question line of questions we had were kind of like the latest on software wallet integration you know for for ogs or people that have been listening to this show for a long time you know it's, it's things can move quickly and you get out of the or you, you don't move some of your cold storage for a couple of years and all of a sudden like everything has changed when you come back on and, uh, you think about the different software wallets you can use, uh, I know you, you guys have had your suite, uh, for a long time now, mm-hmm. many years now, you know, multi-sig, I don't know, just doing things in like an easier way than they were done before. Is there any other sort mm-hmm. of, uh, new features that you guys are, are, uh, looking at?
1: Yeah, so we, we work with a partner company. Again, one of those four, four companies are Satoshi Labs Holding and, um, they, they're called Invity and they are implementing all kinds of features in introsource in suite, so it's, uh, interface that, uh, they bring features such as, you know, buy, sell, exchanges, uh, but also co- quite recently, I think it'd been for a while now, but, uh, we have a DCA. So basically you can, you know, dollar cost averaging. So basically, uh, you can add your, uh, credit card and and you know start uh purchasing bitcoin on, on a regular basis so so that's one you know i think of the cool features that you know uh the new bitcoiners the new generation of bitcoiners can can enjoy um and and the big one we are working on as well is 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 specifically with treasure suite is uh we call it sort of like a new generation of treasure suite where we really want to improve quite significantly the whole interface so so have much better UX and and, and UI. Uh, we need uh, you know better sort of portfolio tracking where we we want to bring new uh, better dashboards and and graphs where users can can track you know um, sort of their additions to the portfolio over time. Um, and we also got recently launched a mobile app, which is which is interesting because then you really can have uh, you know the overview of of your huddle. <laughs> uh funds uh, uh in your pocket and and uh and yeah so that's something that we are working on quite quite hard as well and 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 because of you know the new hardware that we want to launch in, in the upcoming year uh is uh it will be wireless so then uh, then you can really um you know use the bluetooth connection to to connect uh trezor with your uh, video or phone which is basically not possible now well we are adding it's possible with android phone uh but with with ios it's simply ios doesn't allow uh to connect you know um, um external hardware uh, through the cable with this so so the mobile app it will be quite quite crucial part of the Trezor ecosystem so how do you guys
3: decide which chains to support
1: uh, yeah, so that's that's a big one. <laughs> that's a big, uh, I would say, challenge uh, for for us as a company. So we basically try to look at, uh, you know, things like uh, like usage, uh, also, uh, you know, sort of like an interest of the user base in certain networks, uh, because we in general like we are we are more conservative. Then let's say our competition, I think in, in adding coins, we are not we are not Bitcoin only. I think that's uh, that's clear. But also we have uh, Bitcoin only firmware, for example. So we kind of want to uh, uh, you know address both the Bitcoin only market, where you really can just get rid of anything else but Bitcoin, and you can just enjoy the Bitcoin only interface and Bitcoin only device, uh, but uh, through the Bitcoin only firmware. Um, but um, basically, yeah, we try to add, uh, and we will add more networks uh, over the time uh, as, as we move along. But we are s- certainly more uh, more conservative. So, so, sorry, I'm just like to to, to to reply simply. I think it's it's basically we wait a little bit when where something new comes in. We looked at the market cap, you know, the usage, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and and then we only then we we start supporting that
3: given network. Yeah, interesting. So, do you have? Um token projects that come to you and try to convince you to support them? All the time. Yeah.
1: Like I I probably have like a uh you know five LinkedIn messages per week <laughs> uh to somebody asking like whether we could implement XY. Uh but simply you know for the company of our size uh and, and and we and we've been there we've been there before even i think before the company was there before i joined the company i think it was 2017 or something uh yeah before the you know one of the big 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 spikes was uh it was the, like there was this ico frenzy right like if if you remember and 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 so so uh you know trezor also kind of was uh try you know tried the company and to to implement new networks but a lot of them just died out within, you know, within next, you know, six to twelve months, and it's a lot of effort. Like you, you have to do it in a way. I mean, of course, we care for security. So when we implement new networks, we want to make sure uh, that everything's done well, right? That we're both uh, security and UX wise. And so the the user interface is nice, and 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 it's being like, um, you know, very usable or user friendly. So and that obviously takes a lot of effort. I always say there are no small features because even small additions to the products really require thorough thinking and, and a lot of work and uh, and yeah so so it's just like sort of the return on investment uh, is we are a bit more conservative there because you could simply do a lot of things and then pay a heavy sort of maintenance um, maintenance uh, expenditure, let's say. I'm pretty
3: sure you support Monero right?
1: Uh, we do in uh, in February, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. I,
3: um, so, so I, I never like pass muster with maximalist because i believe strongly that Monero provides a, a useful tool, um, but it's also like, definitively the bad guy coin, right? Like it's like the criminal coin, worse than, than anything else. And so, when you guys make a decision to offer Monero support, do you receive scrutiny from? law enforcement or or was there any kind of adverse reaction to that
1: i'm not i'm not aware of anything like that happening uh and in general i think in more like let's say um, more general approach to this i mean you could say there's a lot of bad money in in fiat or, or bitcoin and etc cetera, etc cetera. and but i would say like who we are to tell like who we are as a company to say right like it's it's really, we just provide the tools and the users can do whatever you do with them. It's not our job, I think in the world to say what's good and what's bad. You really just try to provide the tools uh, that are, uh, you know, just, and well, in terms of Bitcoin better money, but also like better transfer value, et cetera, et cetera. So, so I, I'm, yeah, I, I simply think it's not our, you know, it's not our, how to say like, it's not our, um, yeah, it's it shouldn't it shouldn't be us to 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 judge, uh, you know, like uh, things like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. But at the same time, we know that that some exchanges have come under pressure and delisted tokens, right? So what you're saying is it's not easy, right? Uh, when there's pressure to comply.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and by the way, with like uh, with yeah, what what happened with the CC et cetera, We will see how that whole thing evolved, right? Like then. Uh, we are just simply waiting now. What's 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 going to happen? But uh, we don't. maybe probably need for a bit more. Let's say, like data. What's on? What's going on? So.
2: So you said Monero is supported in the firmware. It means it's
1: not supported in Trezor Suite, right? And you have to use some third-party software. Yes, and. And I hope I'm correct on the firmware things. I would have to check our own website because there is just like so many coins, but uh but uh but yes, uh there are certain let's say in general like there are certain networks that we support in firmware and you have to use a third party app uh uh to to be able to to use that given network. Okay. Uh, and I don't remember
2: do you also have a Bitcoin only firmware or only the, yes, yes,
1: we do. We do. Uh you can use Bitcoin on the firmware for you know the B- Bitcoin Maxis can enjoy Bitcoin on <laughs> with us. <laughs> yeah, so I, I will let the Bitcoin Maxi in me speaking
2: now. Uh don't, don't you think <laughs> that actually supporting many chains and coins distracts you from supporting new features in Bitcoin, like say multi sig mini-script,
1: and so on? Uh you know, it's all it's all about prioritization and priority uh and Bitcoin is for us like you know, number one. So, you know, and and we have actually proof to do it. We, you know, supported Taproot quite early on. We supported uh, CoinJoin, uh, where they, you know, as as much as we can, et cetera. So, so, you know, I think, you know, you know, we are a Bitcoin company for sure. We are not Bitcoin only company. Um, and to be able to attract again, to attract those 400 million users and, and possibly, even turn them into Bitcoiners, because by the way, that's a, it's a very often the case, like there's a lot of people basically come for, for crypto and they end up in, in Bitcoin or, or mainly as a majority of their sort of funds are in Bitcoin. So, so again, I think it would be wrong for us not to do that. And because it's ultimately, uh, good for Bitcoin, it's good business. It's good. You know, it it's, I think it's just, and by the way, like by good business, I mean also better product because because the, the fact that we can we are able to invest in innovation is really important. And but the invest the way we uh, invest in innovation is basically making money, right? So we are not VC funded. We don't have anybody telling us what we are supposed to do. You basically make money out of uh, you know selling treasures and selling good products, which I believe are great products and 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 basically uh, reinvesting these funds into making them even better and and, and investing in investing in in innovation right so so you can think it's quite important I'm
2: just curious like uh, if you can talk about it how how does the headcount look like dedicated Bitcoin people versus the total headcount of the company
1: uh it's probably not possible to say it like this because we of course we have like a bitcoin only project and we have uh, other projects but specifically in in engineering i would currently say 80 percent of the engineers are you know bitcoin <laughs> uh aficionados i would say uh but uh, but again like as i as i mentioned before i think for the diversity of the of the of the industry and of our company specifically it's important that we have uh also uh you know specialist in, in other networks. It's simply it's it's simply the case. And I think it's uh uh it's also good for the discussions, it's good for you know kind of trying to learn from each other, et cetera, et cetera. So so I I, I think it's it's uh, yeah it's important for the diversity to have other people. I mean I mean other other expertise in, in the in the discussion involved.
0: So I wanna ask you about uh ledger recover, but I don't want to do it. I know we don't need to talk about other companies, competitors, products here and stuff, but, it's okay. Uh, and th- that's not a, that's not something that you required of the show. I'm just saying that, like, obviously we want to talk about what you guys are doing, but, uh, this is, I, I think pretty controversial for a lot of Bitcoiners for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, in my opinion, it does go back to, again, it totally goes back to the funnel of getting, you know, more Bitcoiners and more people into self custody, more people exactly. understanding how Bitcoin works where you have, you know, again, half a, half a billion, uh, People maybe using exchanges. Then you have, like you said, two percent. Maybe using custody. Maybe less coin join. Whatever. But the moment that you you know allow some sort of API access, even though this is sharded, encrypted uh, version of your seed, to me it just seems like very scary. Like I would just never want even that product. But I would also Mm -hmm. never even want the potential for that product. I know I'm not like I haven't fully done my own DD on how their service works there, but it does seem a little bit scary. So I don't know. Am I wrong there? Or is that what you're hearing? Or what do you guys think about
1: the the general idea? I think quite obviously, you'll probably hear me say yes, I, I think we we think it's wrong, right? Like we it basically changes the, the whole um, idea of, uh, the, of the way we think of self custody, it is it is uh, it is even question of how you know, if whether we can call it self custody, but um, so I think what, what we agree with that given competitor on is, is to we want to simplify the way uh, you store your private keys and and how you can really make it really easy for, for millions and millions of users. So I think that's that's the, that's the big question that they ask themselves is like, well they ask I think two questions. <laughs> so how, how do you make it really simple so you don't have to worry and it's something similar to uh, I'm as a user, let's say uh, very familiar with you know, basically trusting a third party, uh, you know, such as a bank <laughs> to do that. Um, so there's one question. And I think the other question they asked was like, well, how do we make a subscription on hardware? <laughs> you know, how do we make sure that all these users we have, they, they will send us some money monthly and not just like a one-off one-off payment. Uh, I think both both are valid questions. Both are, you know, like a, uh, well, the first one for for the um, let's say acquisition on the market, and the other one for uh, for you know like a retention or let's say uh, like a business sort of um, revenue stream that is basically yeah based on subscription etc. Uh, so, so I think those are good questions. I think the answers are not good at all. I think we <laughs> we would never you know we would never uh, send you know encrypted keys. I mean, albeit encrypted. To some third party where you, by the way, have to KYC. Right. So I think again, like speaking of, of privacy, well, you know, the KYC is part of it. And also, um, again, like sending the keys over the internet. Well, that's the whole point of a hardware world. That's the whole point. Like why would we preach? Right. Like never, never, um, data keys uh, those keys online. So, um, so yeah, I think, I, I mean, we, we, we launched, um, shamir backup uh as a solution how you can spread sort of the risk and how, how you can um uh, i guess you guys are familiar with the product but maybe i'll try to just like recap very quickly so yeah please basically you can um yeah you can you can create multiple shares of the backup of your private keys and a certain amount of shares you need as a treasure to to recover the, the master secret so so example uh Jezor, uh gives you five shares of the private keys you store them somewhere, and then you only need three to be able to recover uh, fully uh, the private keys. And by the way, I think this, uh, this competitor was using uh, Shanner Backup because we are open source. <laughs> so we are using, so they were using the, the, the system, or let's say that they, they, they used, used the code to, uh, to be able to do that, to expand on, with
3: their own service on, on top of this. So. <laughs> this is a uh, uh, playing devil's advocate. But are there some people that you would recommend not using self-custody?
1: Honestly, I think if you are starting with, uh, with crypto, Bitcoin, et cetera, so um, I think it's totally fair. I, th- it's, I think it's totally fair to start with if you are really not, let's say, interested enough to deep dive on the day one. it's t- it's probably much safer if you, you know, start with uh, some super custody or <laughs> whatever solution like uh, Revolut, Robinhood or whatever, right? So I think it's fine. I, I really think it's uh, th- the whole journey. Because again, self-custody is about it's, it's the, the, the person is in the middle of the, of the security model. They, they need to understand. If they d- are not educated enough, they, the, the risk of themselves like shooting, uh, shooting themselves in the leg is quite high. So I think the education part where you really understand what's happening is quite uh, important or is very important. So, so I think for those who are not maybe willing to invest in themselves and educating themselves on how these things work, I think it's probably better to start with custody. I think it's fine, uh, but uh, I think it's also I would also recommend everybody once they uh, amass, uh, let's say, bigger percentage of their funds or of their assets, you know, whatever they have. I I, I think it's definitely uh, recommendable. You know, I, I they certainly they should move into self custody for sure, uh, because simply the coins on on with the custodians are not safe enough. Yeah. You know? Right. So, so I think, uh, they, they, they should invest themselves in, into themselves and, and educate themselves on self
3: custody and moving there as certainly as, as possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, Alex Machinsky was arrested yesterday, right? So, um, that says a lot about trusting someone else <laughs> with your <laughs> coins, but, uh, so you guys must get people who have mismanaged their wallet and they reach out to you with tragedies too, right? Like what's what's that like
1: it doesn't happen very often really? i think it doesn't happen very often because we uh because we try to build the products in a way where you you really uh you know how to say like um, you protect the user by by building solid products but it happens once in a while of course uh, uh it can happen because also, there's phishing attacks happening. I think, I think it's a problem for the whole industry. I think it's not, it's not just us. It's it's definitely our competitors as well. And obviously that sucks as well because, uh, again, as I said, security is a moving target. So whenever there's something new, the, the fish, phishing attacks, you know, improve as well, et cetera. So it's always like a little bit, uh, it's like this, this game going on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the question how it feels i think it's it's painful right like of course it it sucks i mean because um again like i think a lot of people in the in the in the industry have uh, have experience have personal experiences with you know like losing some coins due to some kind of mistake uh and 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 you know it's it's of course it's it's, it's sort of heartbreaking in this sense, uh, because also we know a lot of bitcoins are be, have been lost already for good right so so that's also the um, that's, that's also the case um in the world and and so yeah so not, not to maybe uh end end this up so so pessimistically, but yes, I think again building amazing products. I can solve this, right? Like really making sure users understand and the products are easy to use. Then I think that this this is the, the what we are trying to do to mitigate uh, those cases.
3: As kind of a public service announcement to everyone, and, and I see scams all the time. It's kind of like one of the things that I do during the day, right? Is uh, in that counter scam world. Can you talk through some of the scam mechanisms that are related to Tracer wallets that you guys have seen just as like a warning to users
1: yeah so what we see for example and uh apparently the most um widely how to say um, uh, present i would say is it's really somebody trying to say um, well write those 12 words right here into the browser just leave them here or oh, we will send you some bitcoin it's uh, you know as a reward or something like that, some bullshit like this so so big, big, big no, no, like never ever <laughs> write those words, you know, online, never take a photo of them, never share it with, with anybody. Uh, our people, our support agents would never ever ask you about those words. Oh, so, big no no's.
0: Never say them out loud <laughs> as you write them down, especially if you have Amazon Alexa on in your house.
1: A very good point. Very good point. So, all these things like, big no no it, it should never be like digitalized uh, online definitely not etc so right so it's probably the biggest uh biggest sort of area um the other one is uh there's like fake apps you know like that you could download on 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 um uh, on both android uh and sorry app, uh, apple uh so, so, but the apple store and both google play So those happen as well. You have also desktop apps that you could download. So users should be worried really about the domain from which they are, you know, downloading certain apps, et cetera. But, but mainly what I said, like never, never give them to anybody. And your domain is treasure.io. Exactly. Correct. And also like purchase, you know, for for, from us, like purchase the treasure directly from either Trezor.io or. Uh, from one of our rese- resellers, uh, which we list on on our website, by the way, including the big ones such as, you know, Amazon.
3: Yeah. And then uh, I would imagine be wary of like fake support profiles, right? That are pretending to support you or impersonations on social media, like that kind of stuff too.
1: Exactly. Like funny story, uh, when I was, uh, uh, you know, named uh, or when I accepted the, the role of a CEO, uh, very happily, uh, I think one month, and I got my first uh, Instagram impersonator with, uh, I think, 7,000 followers, which is much bigger than I have. I have, like, a probably 100 or something like this. <laughs> so, and then, funny enough, st- Stake, one of the founders of the company kind of said, buddy, you made it. You have your own impersonator now. That's <laughs> ah. As a joke. But, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, coming to the point, yes, I think it's quite important that... Um, that uh yes like again our our agents would never ask you about about those um about those words and uh and and th- th- there are fake people um on, on, on the social specifically where they reach out and they try to print that they're some kind of friend or some kind of uh you know advisor or some bullshit like that
0: that's a very interesting fascinating topic i can imagine um you guys have dealt with that uh, a lot, or I guess that's kind of my question. Like, you know, we talked about some of the sounds like happily, not too many, uh, you know, customers are suffering with actually losing their words or not, you know, backing up their wallet appropriately or something like that. But kind of in combination with the penultimate question that I asked about, you know, this service that one of your competitors is offering, have you guys thought any more about uh, or any differently uh, about some other way to back up your seed, even in addition to, you know, Shamir uh, sharing or something else?
1: Yeah, no, not really. I think I think what we saw is, uh, by the way, we sold out all the Shamir uh, because we have this like metal backup uh, solutions on, on our eShop uh, for Shamir uh we, we sold all of them that day. You know, we <laughs> usually sell uh just a few per I would say almost like a, a year or no, not in a year we sell quite a lot but like uh let's say they all sold out super fast. So so what it showed us is basically like yeah let's focus on Charmer let's promote it better. I think it's uh, it might feel advanced to certain users, but actually it's quite easy to use. It's it's really well done I believe in and and for firmware. Uh, and uh, you know the ways you interact sort of with uh, with the device. So I think it's uh, yeah, well, it's it's a it's a it's really a great feature. And and we I think we mainly discussed the, how we can promote it better, how we can explain that this is the way, uh, etc. But there were no immediate, let's say, ideas on, on service such 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 as that such as this.
0: As far as uh, multiSig goes. Um, do you guys have any recommendations, or how? Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, what users can take advantage of, you know, in conjunction with your wallet and other software wallets?
1: Yeah, so they can uh, users can use Trezor with with Electrum, for example, to multisig. Uh, but we don't we don't plan to uh, for now to, to support multisig directly in Treasure Suite, which is Treasure Suite is the interface of again Trezor, of of Treasure devices. So there are no immediate plans to do it. Uh, we might eventually, you know, but, uh, but again, I think we've, you know, the is that we focus on, on the novices on the market right now and, 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 you know, for them, it's be a bit too, too advanced for now.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because I mean, I think that is the best way that you can, you can securely store like for the long, long term, but it mm-hmm. is complicated. Like I've had experts even tell me when I was trying to set it up, like on, you know, Correct. command line based, like, be careful what you're doing because it's, it's complicated and it's getting much better getting much, much better, but it's still, it's still a complicated process.
1: Yeah. So there's, there's, by the way, a sentence we use internally and, and between product and engineering, but basically an R and D and, um, sorry, I won't give credit to the person because I forgot their name, but it's basically this sentence, right? So it's, uh, security at the expense of usability come at the expense of security, meaning if it's a bit, it's, if, if it's a way too difficult to use something, you probably there is a big chance you will shoot yourself in the leg in a way that you will probably decrease the security by making it too complicated, right? So, so that's always the uh, you know the balance you try to strike uh, to make things easy uh, for users so they don't really have to worry why certain things are done you know on, on the on the interface that that way, uh, but also uh, yeah there is this risk basically there is this risk of things being too um to to complicate it uh, for for our users
0: so um it was great again being in prague uh last month i guess it was started last month Mm -hmm. the scene there in prague obviously is famous i think because of your uh company because of a lot of conferences that are there uh even you know before uh before the uh brothers but um are you feeling you know pretty Bullish about the scene in Prague? Is it good for your company? Is it uh, what's it like with all the the young bitcoiners in in Prague these days?
1: Well, maybe I can ask you. But if you felt it was it was bullish, I thought it was.
0: I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. uh, it just seems like a great part of Europe to be doing business. Uh, I'm sure on many levels, cost wise and other things. But I mean, uh, it 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 was very it's very good feeling to be there. A lot of excitement.
1: I have the same feeling. Uh, I was very positively surprised by how many people, uh, by by the turnout at the conference. I think it was great. Uh, We were a little worried about, you know, um, doing things like that in bear market times. And the turnout was amazing. I think already on the industry day, where basically that that was the first day of the conference, where you have mainly uh, like sort of like a B2B or let's say industry people hanging out. It was already quite busy. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's nice. So I'm really wondering what's what the next day is going to bring. And and yeah, there was a ton of people. And it was it felt very busy and uh and some of the keynotes uh were were really full and, and that made us very happy. And and a bit more uh sort of ego centrically. Uh yeah, since we are you know check-based company, of course, a lot of people know us uh there so it was also a great vibe for us uh specifically because there was like you know people basically bet, um, yeah, you know petting our backs and saying good job guys and looking forward to the new new things and new new products uh so yeah i mean it was it was great feeling quite honestly if i if i can <laughs> add that personal uh emotional note uh but but i think it's also nice because like what what it kind of shows us as well is like i hope i i i can say this but like i feel like we are a bit like. Um, I like sort of we have lawyer u- users i think uh they, they like us they like our brand uh i think we can um we owe this to our founders of the company who basically again started this whole thing this whole industry of self-custody and hardware wallets but also slash uh, one of the farmers also started uh the first mining pool right so he's really the the, the og big, with a big o so so it's mm-hmm. like um, i think this this legacy is there and 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 i believe that we are sort of the good good guys on the market in, the, in this sense and and i think we are uh we are maybe a bit conservative in in terms of like business growth et cetera but like also i think we are uh also getting some credit for for you know doing the good decisions along the way so so it felt really good and also i really enjoyed the um, uh, really even the competitors really like we, we chatted other industry uh, day and it was fine. Like we, we had nice conversation about their features, our features, you know, we had one of the competitors coming to our booth and asking if he can give them like a hoodie, <laughs> just a hoodie, <laughs> which was like super nice. And but I like it. I, I really, again, like, I think we are kind of a like new, new industry and like, let's not, you know, fight over peanuts. Let's just make the cake much bigger. Right. Like, so that's so important. And, yeah. and I really enjoyed this vibe. And so that was, that was nice
0: absolutely got to be positive about it i mean there's so much uh for sure there's so much optimism i think in this industry compared to the legacy trad stuff and it just continues to be that way so exactly exactly
1: yeah. and i think it's really really important
0: yeah well listen Matei, this is really great um you know as we close it any final thoughts and where can our listeners uh find out more about what you guys are doing
1: yeah, so uh, as I mentioned, we are launching some new products, new hardware products this year. So i pr- I'll probably say, like, um, we will keep you posted. Uh, keep an eye on whatever we are doing on our socials, on our site. Uh, we are super excited about this because it's really, like, a big, I would say, milestone for the company. It's a big milestone for our, also, like, a hardware development. So we are super excited about, about uh, introducing the, the new product line. Also, uh, a lot of accessories that we will launch as well so so yeah that's a bit like a teaser for, for for what's coming with us and thanks a lot for having me guys and and I will look forward to some conversations in the future about about anything treasure and any links uh, Trezor.io is probably uh, the number one link um for me personally I mostly hang out on I guess LinkedIn and Twitter so yeah people can find me there on, on Instagram and just. I just post uh, bar gliding videos because that's what I do in my free time <laughs> so it's oh, quite a fun, fun thing <laughs> excellent <laughs> and, but yeah just, just our is the, is the important. we'll link to all of it Mate thanks a lot
0: for joining really a pleasure to talk with you thanks for having me guys thanks Ben.
2: thank you every time